Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With Pat. Well, it doesn't matter if it's patron state of mediocrity, Ryan Tannehill. John. Mike Grable is Stanley Steamer carpet yeah. cleaner, dude. He'll carpet, <laughs> you know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And Brando. Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. Look he has the stats. Look, look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. And then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco On Buffalo Rumblings. All right. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando on a victory effing Monday. Woo. The Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Small City Real Estate. If you are looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to call Zach Corzilius from Small City Real Estate. That's 585 409 1088. Also brought to you by the J Corz Agency for all your insurance needs. So, Brando, I think you kind of suspected that on this episode after a win, all vibes, John, might be a little out of control. And uh, I, I'm ready to get totally out of control in this episode because there's That's so many okay. good things to talk about in this game besides like just the fact that the Bills won. Yes. But also, I'm taking a little bit of pleasure in watching the Chiefs implode. Only in a on little? Themselves. Only a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah. Only a little. It, it's actually mostly like criticism. Like I, I have mostly criticism for them about that. But I'm also like... <laughs> like just a little <laughs> bit, you know? <laughs> just, just a little bit, you know? You're kind of like... Wow. You know, it's the meme with James Franco where he's got a noose around his neck and he's looking over to the guy next to him and he's like, first time. Yeah. And that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. just exactly how I feel about the Chiefs complaint. And, you know, it's like they don't even have like grounds to complain. I feel like hey, if you want to talk about the Latavius Murray, Murray catch, I'll, I'll hear that argument. But the whole offsides shouldn't have been called is just it's it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Well, I was just like, what's your what's your argument? Like of back all the things here. to get upset about, what's what is your argument? We can talk about the refereeing as a whole before the offsides call because subjective calls by referees are the problem in the NFL. I don't Correct. give a about this offsides call. If the light that I run is red, I get a ticket. Right? If I run a red light, it's not a pink light. It's not a yellow light. If the light is red, I get a ticket. It's it's easy night and day. Now, you want to talk about the Murray catch. First of all, Herculean effort by Josh Allen. I was freaking out. Yeah, I thought it was done. Such a highlight. That's a game right there, honestly. I really think it is, right? We don't complete that. Bad play calls. I think you run on first and second down to put Josh in that position of a long third down pass, but... Did Before we actually we get talk- points on that drive? I'm trying to remember what drive that was. Did we get I points on that, that drive? I thought that was the, the kicking the kick drive. That ended up being inconsequential because we punted anyway. But I just any I of the turnovers we, that we had. Right. 
So, right. Uh, but I mean, but I, I, I either, even if it's not, I just want to say if AJ Brown's catch and fumble is a fumble or an incomplete pass, then Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey, whatever you want to call him, Taylor <laughs> Swift's boyfriend who caught the ball, it wiggled as he's going down and then it hits the ground. That's a catch. Uh, right. What? Is it is it because he's going to the ground? Like, wh- what the hell is a football move? It then? makes no like, sense to me. I don't know. And then to give Murray the catch to watch the ball wiggle it. I just there's no consistency. The Dalton Kincaid getting held on his out route, not being called. I mean, all of the holding calls. I think Dion's holding call was interesting because he grabbed him by the horse collar like, sternum. And just kind of ripped him down, which that happens all the time. I just remember that happening to me regularly in football. I feel like I remember that <laughs> happening all the time. But again, that's up to the referee to call. There, the play with Diggs was a good coverage, one on one, down the sideline, the streak into the end zone. The quarterbacks pr- played pretty clean. There's nothing that would have been roughing the passer. Right tackle or left tackle, whoever the lineman is, did get called for false start a couple times for that jump start that he does. Yeah. Maybe once, which I was glad to see the refs can call that and change the game. But man, I don't give a about anything else because Tony lined up egregiously offside. And not only a, is it his fault when he checks in with the wide receiver? There's a video from a guy at the stadium. He checks in like this. Ready? Watch me. Did you see me? Because it happened really yeah. fast. It was a boop. Oh, I try to catch a fly. Oop. Right. Like, it's kind of like you're supposed to, you know, point at the ref and then he'll be like, you're good. You're you're onside or you're off. You're always checking with the ref. And right? he tells you and to so move it's just, back it's just, or step It's just up. a motion, right? Where it's like you get to the line and it's his habit. He just does that, but he's not like he doesn't hear the response of the ref. He didn't so. look for feedback. And the refs give it all the time. They say, come back a little bit and you take a little step back. Then they check again. Or he says, you're good and you're good. But the way that he checked in, terrible. Also, again, we talk about accountability in One Bill's Drive. Pat Mahomes could could see this. He should be able to look over and adjust the line of scrimmage. How many times does he say, Kels backfield, Kels backfield? You heard it at least a couple times. Kels left just to have. I think that's setting up your formation. I don't know if he's the guy that, you know, he can't tell from his point of view, whether he's lining up offsides. Or I not, think he but can, man, as, as a quarterback, you have, you have to, you can see it. You have to be able that's to not see his, that's not his job I, though. It should be. You're the signal caller. You're it's your job to get everybody to the line, make sure everybody is set and to snap the ball. The dude is right. making, it's his job to make sure everybody's set according to the formation, right? It's your own job as a wide receiver to make yes, sure you're not it three your feet over the line of scrimmage. But there's so like, many, checks and balances in place so this call doesn't happen Mahomes is one of them whether you it's not his responsibility but I think a good player at the quarterback position would notice that my slot receiver is two (laughs) yards ahead of my right tackle Brando, this is such a stupid thing for me to be fighting you about. But I like, just, I think that, the, you know, if you're the quarterback and you're in shotgun, you're the least like the referee looking down the line has the best view, right? Yes. Obviously yes. not his responsibility or anything like that. The second best view is the guy whose body is across the line of scrimmage. So it's like Kadarius Tony can look to the right at the football to see where he is and adjust accordingly. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes in the backfield 
six yards back. That's a lot harder to tell. And honestly, that's probably why he was so upset because he didn't think that it was that egregious because he doesn't have a view of it. Like somebody give me the sky cam on that view. Yeah, like I have it. The, the sky great. cam from the quarterback's view. That's like low and behind the quarterback. You're not going to be. You're not going to be able to okay. tell from that all angle. Right. You're looking at the well, sideline. You're angle, killing my right? vibe of hating on Mahomes right now. All right, because there's like <laughs> five checks. Mahomes might be the last there's, one. There's so many things to get on Mahomes' back about. But I would, I would just say, like in our 30 minute show, we could spend 25 minutes on all the other things, and maybe yes. two minutes on the fact that I, he he's the last person who's going to be able to tell if, if I'm paying my if Kadarius Tony's offside. If I pay my quarterback 60 million dollars a year. He's got to be able to notice everything. No. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what it is. But the point is the fact that he also did it three or four other times throughout the game. The only thing that I will say, and it's the same thing in basketball. You know, you put your coaching hat on. If you're going to call three seconds. Don't call it on the first time three seconds happens. Warn the kid. Just let him know. Let him know you're in the paint for three seconds. Next time I'm calling you. I'll count out loud. You know, refs count out loud sometimes. One, two, three, move it red, move it red. And then they'll, if you don't move it, you're you're in the paint. And they call you. So except for the fact that he did it five times, that's the only thing right. that I have to say. And as, as a wide receiver, he obviously does not want to play in the NFL anymore, I guess. He just drops everything, and he lines up offsides. And I just... To, say what you... Canarius Tony, man. Sorry, buddy. Like, your course is run here. You know, it, it just... I don't want him to, 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 like, you know, be out of the league forever, but his time out in Kansas City, how do you keep him? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So let's let's talk about the actual stuff that we can definitely fault Patrick Mahomes for. And honestly, some stuff that had me going like, what is going on right now? Because he's not a typical guy that you always see losing his composure, you know, and that's maybe because they're on the other side of calls most of the time. But he had to be held back on the sideline. Like he was ready to fight a ref. He was chasing him down and What's trying to do? get in his ear. Let him go. Let I, him go. I, I don't know. Let him do it. <laughs> Do it, Pat. <laughs> like I'm ready for. Where is the guy I've been doing? Who's who does the uh, what's the voiceovers thing called? Remember the guy NFL uh, lip bad lip reading? Yeah, do you remember those? He's we funny. used to get those. It's been like six years. I, I don't know where that is, but I need I need the Patrick Mahomes thing coming back. Where he's like, I'm here. I where he does the voiceover and the yeah, Kermit. He does voice. a good job with the voiceovers. I know. I I can't. I'm always making fun of Patrick Mahomes, like in my own home. And I can't decide which impression to go back and forth between. Cause you can go full Kermit or you actually do the realistic where you're like, uh, Travis, or you like, you get like the little bit of grit in it, or yeah. you can just do the straight up like Kermit the frog. I'm here. Hey guys, you know? that was a bad call. Hey <laughs> guys, guys, that's egregious. That's a bad call. Well, I don't. Know. I have to. I have to say that sounded a lot more like the kid from Polar Express, who's always uh, the, the kid with the glasses. I but, learned that Tom Hanks is the only actor in that whole film. I know, pretty much, right? Cool. Like, I mean, if you're gonna yeah. blow the budget on one guy, it might as well be Tom Hanks, yeah. right? But, Just recently watched that film again as we're working our way through the Christmas movies here with the uh, significant other. Well, but we were. I'm sure you had nice to watch Christmas it in your. Present. You had to watch it in your classroom, right? I you showed it to kids. I don't watch it anymore. I watched it. And when I taught kindergarten, well, you know, for like an hour, not the whole thing, but I vividly remember with you, John, watching it in Spanish in our yep. Spanish class. That was cool. I remember watching it like when it came out in fifth grade, like it was this event. We went to the cafeteria yeah. and they put it on and gave us all hot chocolate. Yeah, I remember that. And you were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And now I'm watching and I'm like, oh, this animation is a little it's rough. A little creepy. I'm like, yeah, but that's so funny. Not to get totally 
off track with Polar Express. I don't know. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes as a Christmas movie character. Who was he on Sunday with all that losing it and blowing up? Heat Miser. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat Miser is probably a good one. I don't, I don't know if you go a little bit of uh, what's a guy from Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold. I not kinda, kinda, no. Kinda, I like Clark. It's the brother. Well, I like Clark, right. Dude. It's the yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's that guy. But Andy Reid too complaining about this call i was so amazed you know the bills get screwed on calls and we're complaining because are not complaining but we're just like i wish sean would have said something because the whole horse collar thing in the eagles game was so egregious and this entire situation is such a non-starter for me because again we we've discussed all those points that the flag also on top of all these things the flag is thrown at the beginning of the play it's like defensive offsides where you let the play play out in case the 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 party wants to decline it as a defense. So if you got an interception, you would decline that play. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to pick a flag up because it was a cool play. Like no. what what is the argument there? It's just it's comical. It's it's super embarrassing for Mahomes. The fact that he sits here and he says that's a Hall of Fame play made by a Hall of Fame player, and it's not going to be shown in his Hall of Fame ceremony, and it's a travesty. Like. Shut up, dude. Guess what? <laughs> Having 10 guys on the field for the Buffalo Bills did not affect the field goal, right? He still missed the field goal that we had yeah. against Denver. That that didn't... You mean that, 12 guys? 12 guys? What do we have? 12 or 10? I thought. You, you said 10. Yeah. yeah no, well, we you're allowed to have 10 guys all you want. You know, we had 12 Rex guys Ryan. on the field. The play didn't change. We didn't block the kick. Nothing happened. It was irrelevant to the play on the field and you want, we got, you got that penalty and you want to talk about this now. And that affects the whole seating for the AFC. It's just, that's hilarious that he said that. I, I'm just like, what are you seven? And your team just got eliminated from name any game that I play in my phys ed class. So it's just, it's hilarious to me that he's allowed to do that. And uh, there better be a huge fine coming down. I think there should be a huge fine coming down. And we talked about it before. What makes the NFL change their refing? It's something like this. First of all, somebody like Mahomes. I don't and think Andy this Reed. it. I don't think that. Well, but it's not this situation. It's not this sister situation. It, no, no. So, which is funny. After we did our last episode talking about the NFL referees and how much stuff happens, and like this is what we need, but not at all what we need. Right? This it's is a, not the situation. A, it's such a stupid hill to, to die on. I don't know what's going on. Like, are they so frustrated with? Their yes, yes. lack of ability on offense. Yes. Do you think that they're like it, it's just all those things coming out and directing it at this one yeah. thing, which was like, you know, that's the play that they've been looking for all year, I guess, and they got it, and they're like, oh no, we can't have it because we were offsides, yeah. and then you're like directing that at the refs when you really should be like, hey, maybe Kadarius Tony is kind of the problem in or a problem yeah. in your offense right now. It's it's the back to back losses. It's the thirty two drops accumulating together it's not scoring 20 points six times or more in the nfl season it's probably a little bit of you know, having babies in his house you know like he's got newborn kids his he's probably built 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 it's, it's never just one thing when somebody blows their lid like that i don't think so it's right. just a lot of frustration together you know maybe his coffee order was wrong also whatever I just, and the fact that Brittany Mullins is posting all over social media about it. I'm like, shut up. Oh my God. I can't stand you. Like just shut up. Haley would never do this. Uh, I don't, (laughs) I can't stand it. 
The last thing that I, and I talked about it a lot today with my students, because it's just him doing that is the most famous player in America's sports besides LeBron James. All every basketball game that I'm going to have this year, somebody's going to bitch at the refs. Every single kid that I have in my class in phys ed, when they got to knock the pin down with the ball is going to complain about a call. Every parent that doesn't like the foul that just got called on their kid is going to complain about a call. Pat Mahomes showed America the culture is okay to attack your refs like that. Call me an old man. Get off my porch. I don't give a shit. Pat Mahomes, you know you're a role model in this country. Your rule was broken by a teammate. You should go after your teammate. Let him hear it, man. Be a leader and pull him aside. Don't do this bullshit where you go up to Josh Allen at the end of a game and say, this is the worst call in my life, man. We would have beat you. No, say good game, Josh. My rookie wide receiver, who's not really a rookie, he's three years in the league, who acts like a rookie, just cost me this game. Just like my head coach, when Josh Allen went out there with 13 seconds left and said, good game, Mahomes, it was my head coach's fault that we just lost this game to you. Ever. Josh Allen wasn't out there saying, oh, hell of a coin toss there, dude. Never. Like, because that's what that game came no. down to. Again, this is, you, you saw this with Brady, right? It was just in a different form. Brady, when he was mad and he wanted to stop his feet, he just wouldn't go to the middle of the field to shake hands. He just would go off the field because that's the kind of sport he was. He was obsessed with winning. And when he lost, he cried a little bit. Like that's, that's just how he's wired. But I don't I even will, know if I will that's say better this. than Mahomes is what he did. I think it I, might be better I, yeah. than Mahomes is what he did. Yeah. Really the, the meeting with Josh Allen at the center of the field, like that was extremely unsportsmanlike and probably the worst part of this. If you're watching from the outside, but I know the, the get off my lawn example to America thing, like that is somewhat of a point here. But I also think that we're not trying to hold him to a higher standard than anyone else in the NFL. Because typically with that argument, you know, people, well, why do you need to hold them to a higher standard than everybody else? And you can make that, ar you can have that argument about whether star players need to be held to a higher standard than everybody else. That's his whole argument in and of itself. But I don't think you even need to hold him to a higher standard than everybody else just to say like, hey, that was a little bit screwed up. You were acting a little childish there. A lot childish. And the whole team. It's not just one player. Like, but anyway. But you, you follow your coach's cues, man. And I, you know, I, I had a game last year where I had a referee call a player on my team a monkey and it used the N-word towards my player and what? the foul, yeah, that, that yeah, happened. Yeah, that happened. The foul count was twenty-five to eleven. We won the game by two. And I, the other referee, like came at me one time, and I like I stepped up, and I'm like, "You're not treating my kids like this." But like, it was a whole thing. And that Damn, was, dude, do you I, like? I'm sure you reported him and everything. Yeah, it was right? all, a lot of paperwork. Yeah, all this crap. So damn the way that refs can affect the livelihood of a player and the way that stuff happens exists. It happens in basketball more, I think because of the, the fouls on every play, right? You can call fouls. You don't call fouls. You change the way the game's played, but you have to pick your moments to pick your spots to, to land your haymakers at these referees. And yesterday was not a spot for Mahomes to do that, but just the way that you, you do it, man, you don't do it like that. I it's, like, I, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that you look at every other player in the NFL. Like you said, I don't care if you're Ryan Tannehill or you're the holder for the Tennessee Titans or you're the punter for the Lions or you're the water boy for the Chargers or you're whatever. 
You don't act like that on the sideline. And if it was Josh Allen that did that, I'd be I, ripping him a new one as well. Yeah, I don't think that the New Orleans Saints, when they got screwed out of the yes. a trip to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they were not even that tired, and they were justified. Like they yeah. were, but they were not. You know, yep. screaming like Raph, come over. You know, like Pat. You know, Kermit on the sideline. Like yeah. they were not like that. But it's really embarrassing. I used that example earlier today when I was talking, and. You, did you hear Drew Brees talk about his legacy getting affected because he's not going to get to play in another Super Bowl? He's losing a chance at age 38 to play in another Super Bowl. We got robbed of a Brady Brees Super Bowl because of that pass interference call. Yeah, it changed well, the that league. was the that was the Super Bowl that we got. What the 13 to 10 or 13 to 13 three six. against the Rams, yeah. right? It was yeah. the Rams in that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it was just dumb. That's so, a whole different story. And but. you could go, you could find every other example here. I mean, Music City Miracle. We can talk yep. about that. You don't even get into the Bills ones. R.I.P. Frank Wycheck, though, yes. actually. Yes. Which which actually brought about a mind-blowing tweet from Robert Griffin III that suggested that it was a travesty that this play was called back on the death day of <laughs> Frank. Like, what what kind of conclusion are you drawing? Are you saying it's it's what the ref should put the flag back back in his pocket because uh, a famous NFL player passed away tragically on this day. Like what? I I don't even, I I don't even get the arguments of some people on this. It's just, it it's blowing my mind. That's exactly it. The arguments on some people are crazy. And you see Dan Orlovsky's talking about this on get up this morning. He goes on and he, he referenced the plays that Tony was lined up offsides four previous times before this play. He talks about the referee has to make an adjustment. The referee has to let you know that you're doing it. He didn't. That's a flaw. That's a fault. I'll give him that. But you're not ever, ever, ever picking up that flag. And if the way that he's lined up, you, if you just look, it's a full foot. It's not even. I don't, I don't even think you need a warning. It, it's like if your head is in line with the football, maybe you're like, okay. I need a warning for that call. If you're one yard ahead of everybody else and it's obvious. You, you just warn them after the second time. You say, hey, Tony, I got you on offsides a couple times. Scoot back a little bit. But the fact that Tony didn't even check the way that he checked is embarrassing. That should be the end of the discussion. Look at the clip. Watch Tony. That's all it is. Less right. than a blink of an eye. I thought I laughed out loud. I tweeted it. When I saw it, I laughed out loud because I didn't think he checked when I first watched it. I was like, he didn't check. I watched the whole replay back and I was like, he didn't check. Didn't check. Put it on Twitter. It's like, Bloop. like, no, he didn't even look at the referee. He just stuck his hand out and sneezed and turned around, turned back his head around. It was just so fast. That's not how you check in. Seventh grade football, John, I did that. I lined up a wide receiver. You check, hey, am I in the right spot? You ask him. You're not in the hurry up it's- offense. You know, it's so funny listening to, I just listened to a little bit of the morning show and maybe a couple other podcasts here and there today while I was driving, but it, it seems like everybody played high school wide receiver and everybody's like, we know I like me too. I was, I was a wide receiver in, in high school. I played tight end, you know, just the point of the ref. Like that's yeah. like the first thing you teach you. Sal Capacho is on there saying like, Hey, you're pointed at the ref. Joe DiBiase. Yeah. I played wide receiver too. I pointed at the ref. So apparently everybody knows that except for Kadarius, Tony. And he made so, it to the NFL. I don't know. I, I think if you're mad at the refs, I think your qualm is with Kadarius, Tony at this point point. you're misdirecting your anger. And anyway, and- 
Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think we spent enough time on this podcast that, you know, talking about the chief side of this. I want to get some, some good vibes, all vibes, John here, because I have the New York times playoff machine pulled up here and, and I got to change the LEDs back here. All right, there we go. We're going, uh, Happy uh, 12 days of IPA, by the way, to those who celebrate or observe. I don't know how you drink those, dude. 12 days of land sharks, maybe, for me. If you don't know <laughs> 12 what days a, of land sharks. don't know what a land shark is, it's a very nice beer for the beach with some lime in it. A very, very mild, what is it, <laughs> 4% beer, right? Four, four and a half. Anyway. We're running with a, uh, I got the Molson Canadian glass. Found this in a thrift store in Nashville, which nice. makes it an even better find in college. Anyway, the Bills, regardless of the outcome of the Cowboys, if they win against the Chargers, who, by the way, Justin Back Herbert is injured. Me. Patriots, come on. And the Dolphins, week 18. If we win those three games, regardless of the Cowboys and Bills outcome, we're sitting at 87% chance to make the playoffs can you give me a loss to the dolphins in there and a loss to the cowboys and give me a win against the chargers and the patriots three percent three three oh man brando but i mean at that point if if this team loses to the cowboys and the dolphins is that the team that you think was going to make a deep run into the playoffs i didn't in the first place i didn't think a couple of weeks I'm ago. I'm telling you. Bills, I know. The Bills are, I know. The Bills man. are making the playoffs. The Bills <sighs> are winning at least three playoff games. I I just know it. That would so, be amazing. I just, um, Dallas is good. I think you're going to, and you know, we'll see what the Dolphins game means anything. That's a huge deal also. Do you think if it is meaningless to them, but it means something to us, do you think that they would play their starters just to knock us out? No, about, you rest you rest your starters. Yeah. Obviously, you still try to do the knockout punch to your division rival. I mean, because then it comes back it, to bite them, right? If we have to play them and we beat them in the playoffs or something like that, right? And honestly, like I, I don't even care about playoff seating at this point because, actually, when if we're thinking about places to go, I would love the Bills to play a playoff game in Miami. That doesn't sound like too tough of a spot to go. That sounds like a hey, the players are going to be comfortable. The weather probably sounds won't like be a nice too road bad. Trip for a playoff, right? Game, honestly, doesn't it? I'd I mean, it, it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So Miami that, that time of year real easily with the Miami get the two seed, Ravens get the one, we get the seven, Chiefs get the three, or four or five. Right. Places or, you don't want to travel in the playoffs, probably. Denver. You don't Baltimore. want to go to Den- Denver was the first place you thought of not wanting to go. I'm the going playoffs. through the divisions in my head. That's not, I, I, I'll go to Denver any day that we can play Russell Wilson again. Like give, give me that game. I'll go to Miami, Baltimore, tough place to play. Obviously a tough team. Probably wouldn't want to go there. Maybe, you know, Arrowhead, you might not want to go there. I don't again. care, man. If We're you, good at Arrowhead. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, I mean, in, in the yeah. regular season. Right. But as far as like difficult places to play, you're going to add a degree of difficulty with Arrowhead. Yeah. So, whereas I don't think any of these other places are going to add that much of a, a difficult, I don't know. Give me the bills against any AFC team right now. Think about it this way. Is there any AFC team that you could think of the Ravens? bills playing? That would be an automatic loss, but is that automatic? Ravens? Maybe the Ravens? Yes, because not. Yes. There's no automatic loss when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback, right? But not having Matt Milano, makes a huge difference because of the way that their offense is set with the way Lamar runs and Trinell Terrell Bernard's good, but he's not 
Milano together with Bernard. And those games that we played with a full healthy defense against the Ravens, the playoff game, 17 to six, you know, could have gone one way. Taron Johnson made a play 20 to 20 last year, winning at the end could have gone either way. So those are the, that's the team I think. Right. But you give yourself a chance. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hating it. I'm all about chances at this point. And and the bills again, I don't care. Yeah. Well, if they win their next four games, they are in. I promise you they're in. And they even have a chance to win the division if they win their next four games. So. Yeah, I mean, they could jump. I, I, I read somewhere they could be the one seed. It's possible, mathematically. Yeah. 11 and 6. It's possible. I like it. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this Cowboys game next week. But we got to get a break in before that. So stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I wanted to share this stat with you because I think this is really interesting. This is something that I saw them pull up on a primetime game maybe a week or two ago. Obviously, the Cowboys and Eagles played again last night. You know what's funny about this game, too? The Bills opened as favorites by two points. Yeah, you got to bet that line down, right? Somebody. I mean, the Bills are going to bet that line up, right? Yeah, but Cowboys fans got to bet that line down. That's true. That's right. true. There's more Cowboys fans in the world. Than Everything's Bills bigger fans. in Texas, including no unit size. So Bills fans, but so anyway, I don't. Know. I don't want to say that Vegas is also on board with all vibes, John. But I mean, come on, Bills minus two here. I thought that they were going to open as even with home field advantage built into that, which is like you know one and a half, two points. Probably should. Anyway, be. I've got this statistic pulled up again. Saw it on primetime a couple of weeks ago. Had to do my research to get the updated numbers as well because there's been games played since then. So on pro football reference, you can look at QB statistics by different splits. And the splits that I wanted to do here is really interesting because we always talk about Buffalo in December, home field advantage, right? No one wants to come to Buffalo and play in the cold. Uh, is that really an advantage? Stat. This is a good stat. I, saw I, f- 
I feel like we've kind of overblown that over the years, right? Nope. This is actually a game that it might make a little bit of difference. Also, we blew up that statistic in the drought years because we had terrible quarterback play and weather is the biggest, you know, mother nature is the biggest equalizer for teams. So teams would come in here favored and we'd feel like we have a shot because we can shut down their high powered offenses. So Dak Prescott, the split that I was looking at was his play in domes. In pro football reference, they actually break it up by domes and retractable roof domes, right? Retractable roof, which did it, uh, Dallas technically is, I think. Yeah, well. So they're considered a retractable roof. I just roped those stats together. I think a dome and a retractable roof are pretty much the same. The ro- There's the no roof's weather. not getting retracted if it's raining. So Exactly. Yeah, so you're not dealing with any weather. You're likely were those, playing on turf. Were those stats any... Was there any discrepancy? Was there anything... Well, I'm going to tell you those discrepancies. But just the retractable roof alone, was it any different when you were looking at it? No, retractable roof and dome are pretty similar. But again, it's, you know, the the Cowboys play their home games with a retractable roof. So that's more of an indicator there. I see. Anyway, in domes slash retractable roofs, I'm just going to refer to them as domes from now on. The Cowboys this year are eight and one in domes and two and two outdoors. Two and two outdoors? Two and two outdoors. One of those losses would have been Philly completion percentage. Dak has a 72% completion percentage in domes. That drops down a full 10% to 62% outdoors. Wow. All right. QBR, 115 in domes, 87.3 outdoors. Wow. And then the final statistic I have for you is yards per attempt. He's right around nine yards per attempt in domes, and that drops about 30% all the way down to six yards per attempt outdoors. That's so markable. That's you're that's you're large. likely not getting the best version of Dak Prescott playing on Sunday. Do as you have well TDs as, and INTs by any chance? I do have that. That's harder to judge because it's an uneven amount of games yeah. in there. So let's see. I can pull this up for you. We could he set up has, a proportion and say X over okay. one. You know, right? Tell you what, I can add this stuff together. Again, I should have done percentages on this because it's easier to interpret uh, statistics that way. But in domes and retractable roofs combined, he has 22 touchdowns passing three interceptions. He has the same number of interceptions outdoors, but in far less games. So six touchdowns to three interceptions. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. So, yeah, and crowd noise on top of that, the offense isn't going to be able to communicate properly. So I I like this matchup. I honestly, like, I'm more concerned about the Bills putting up points and not giving up costly turnovers. Because Dallas Dallas is really good at, you know, timely turnovers and putting putting pressure on quarterbacks at the right time. So... Yeah, I mean, and you really hope that if it is cold or wet or rainy or any sort of thing, it kind of slows down Michael Parsons a little bit. The the little differences, that indoor-outdoor Dak could make the difference between a game like this. And I would love it to be crappy out because I think that, that changes it for us. Give me some snow. Give me a snow game. Cowboys, Bills, outdoors, snow game. Let's see what that would be December 17th. Let's see the seven-day forecast. I'm pulling up the 10 day forecast right here. All right. Sunday, the 17th, 47 degrees and sunny 30, you know, partly cloudy, 15% chance of rain, 15 mile an hour winds that could change. It could change. That could never change. 
I'm ready for it. I've said in the past, I feel like they match up okay against the Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys have had another week of looking really, really, really good. You know, balanced on offense and defense. They're probably going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. You think so? I think they are. But again, they could easily lose to the 49ers or the Eagles, honestly. You know, that could be that could be a game that goes either way, depending on where it is. If that game ends up being in Philly, because I think Philly has to play the Giants again twice. So they might end up with a better seating than the Cowboys, depending on how the Cowboys finish the year. The last time the Cowboys were in Buffalo, this would have been my first year working and the Bills won. I 16 to 6. I kind of remember this game. Is oh, there a this. long rushing touchdown by a no-name running back that we were all excited it's about? It's not a no-namer. He went on to the Patriots and had a very good season the next Gillisley. year. Mike yes. Gillisley, right? Yes. Okay. I, I remember that. I do remember that. Because in my brain, I'm thinking I've never seen the Cowboys play in person. But I think this would be the first year of the rotation where it's the second time through. So I think I've seen every NFL team. Play the yeah, I don't know. That's a. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I remember listening to that game on the radio. I was listening to Murph on the on the throughway or something like that. Yeah, for that game, which would have been what 2018, 2016? 2015. 2015. Wow, yep. it's been that long. Yep. So I mean, I guess so because the Bills the Bills would have played four years later in Dallas. That was the Thanksgiving game. Yep. But this is the end. Of, this is December 27, twenty fifteen. Right. So this is two so. cycles ago, but the last time they played them in Buffalo. Yeah. That makes sense. Tyrod doing Tyrod things. 18 of 13 of 18, 179, zero touchdowns, one interception, 37 yard long. Kellen Moore at quarterback for the Cowboys. Oh my gosh. Coordinator now. That's funny. Carlos yep. Williams, 17 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown for the Bills. Nice. That was pre Burger King, Carlos Williams, Free correct? McDo- it was McDonald's and yes. Oh, sorry. I Come apologize. On. Don't hate on my yeah. golden arches. I love them. <laughs> but well, I'm excited for this game. Me too. Again, all vibes. I've got my Zuba pants on right now. Nice. Full nice. send here. But dude, I, I like it. It's going to be this year that they win a Super Bowl, right? Like it's yeah. I, take yeah. it, take it for a grain of salt. When I say that, like, I hope you're right. It would be a of great story. Of all the years that we've been hoping for Super Bowls and had our hearts broken by 13 seconds, a dumb play, a last year they couldn't go the distance because they were emotionally exhausted or whatever the story of last season was. Isn't it going to be some weird season where they come in as a wild card team and are on a run? The season that we're going to be talking about, remember how they lost to the Patriots that year, man? And you know, the Broncos. Like, and the Broncos and, the and all, the stup- all the stupid things that happened this year. Like the Sean McDermott story, I feel like we're going to be laughing about that years from now. Remember when Twitter was up in arms? I mean, it was so, such a polarizing thing that honestly, I feel bad because that story came out the, the day after we taped last week. Yeah. And then our episode came out and we didn't talk about it at all. Well, it's a good break and, for everybody else because everybody else was talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. So you've we're not even going to talk about it right now because everyone else is kind of talking it to death, right? Yeah. And uh, the only thing yeah. to say about that is if you saw McDermott after the game, you know, there's times where you play a former team or you play your rival, and I, as a coach, I never play this card. I want this one, right? And you never say that right. until it matters. And last year, you know, I 
played it one time. We were playing our rivals. They blew us out. I said, I want this one. We blew them out. It was great. You don't say it until you, you need it. And you could tell he wanted it. And you got a real McDermott at the end of the game. So if anything out of all this, no matter what you feel about the article about McDermott, maybe he's a little looser now because he, and that would just, you know, the way that he said he was hurt, the way that he felt after that, the emotion that came out of his press conference, the emotion on the side of the field, you know, maybe we see somebody that's, that just like trauma bonded a little bit with his players, you know, and, right. and, and changes his ways a little bit one way or the other. And he did. If you, you think about it, I'm, I'm sitting there bills up seven, nothing. I'm like, kick the field goal, go up by two scores. He's like, go for it. And he you're like, no hesitation. He's like, go. Yep. That's the mistake yep. he made in the AFC championship game. So he yep. fixed that. That's good. He used his timeouts in halftime, going into halftime to try to get the ball back and try to make a play. We didn't ultimately do it, but there was growth there, I thought. Right. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And obviously there's things that we didn't get to in this episode that I'm sure you can have qualms with, whether it was, you know, I'm not talking about Sean McDermott specifically. I'm just talking about the the, the team and, you know, missing Gabe Davis on that potential touchdown that at stays. the end. Clock management down to the wire, which ended up working. By I'm the not way, mad about it. I, I can't Diggs be mad. catches that ball. No one's saying a word today. Maybe, maybe depending on what their subsequent play call is after that, whether it's a pass instead. But, you know, it's funny too, because that decision was ultimately the reason why if that offsides hadn't been called, Josh Allen would have timeouts in the ball with a minute 15 left to go. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that Joe Brady was going galaxy brain and saying, Hey, we should pass and not waste too much time because if we score, then they score, then we're going to want to score. I don't think he was thinking that far ahead. So I don't want to give him too much credit, but. That's how it ended up. It would have worked out. Had we it had him in the back pocket. Part of me so. was kind of like, let's, let's go, Josh, do it. Prove yourself to be better than Mahomes here. Put well, it up what here. I wanted in that situation. And sorry, I just said we weren't going to talk about this. And now I'm just like, I have so many things to say <laughs> about this. I wanted like three straight quarterback sweeps because yeah, if anything, you're sitting at three quarterback sweeps, you're going to get eight yards, a hundred percent. You might get 10 yards and you might be able to ice the game at that point. You might be able to run it down, take a couple knees after getting a first down, make them use their timeouts and then kick a field goal with zero seconds left on the clock. That was my ideal outcome was the Madden douche move, which if you were a kid playing Madden, that was the worst thing to do, but we always did it because if you want that win, you want that win, right? That's, that's the way that you ensure a win a hundred percent is you kick a field goal with zero seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to happen. That's not what happened. They still won anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you don't do three quarterback sweeps there. And maybe you're thinking Josh would fumble or something like that, yeah. but he hasn't really been doing that this year. So knock on wood, knock on wood. Right. Yeah. But anyway, well, we're way over time. So we got to wrap this up here, but uh, all vibes. John is here to stay for the rest of the season, unless they drop too straight here. They can still like, again, even with the loss to the Cowboys, this is the game that you could like, this is the game that you'd want to lose. If you had to pick one to lose, if that makes yeah. sense, because it's an NFC matchup. Not you got the machine matchup. up right now. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I have it up. What's up? Two, two things for you. Give us a win, 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 loss. So three and okay. one Dolph win, against win, the Dolphins. Win, 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 loss is 61%. And then the go loss win 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 loss win 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 is 72 percent to make the so playoffs. 73 six, six point swing seven point swing right 
Okay. So, and again, all these teams and their backup quarterbacks, it's not like you've got Ben Roethlisberger quarterbacking the sixth seed at this point. It's, you know, it's Gardner Minshew. It's, uh, what's his name? Joe Burrow's backup. Browning. Browning, Jake Browning. It's whoever's playing backup for the Chargers who are not in the playoff, you know, discussion here. Great but question. It's Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Easton Stick. That is it. That sounds like something you'd buy at Stick, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. It, well, Easton, I have had Easton hockey sticks. So. Right. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. So his parents might be Canadian or hockey players, but don't quote me on that. Anyway. You guys know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff at Not Buff Podcast. We'll be back on Friday making our game picks, doing some Brando's bets. Ugh, I was really upset about Brando's bets this past weekend. The Lions failed to score 21 points against the freaking Chicago Bears. I that was that was a weird game. Super but weird. Anyway, we'll get back at it this week. Obviously, there's only so much NFL action left this year to get in on. But sorry, what were you going to say? No, I fell asleep at like 12 before the one o'clock kickoffs. And I woke up at three ish, maybe a little before three. And I'm, I turn it on. And it's 13, 13. I'm like, what? No way. No way. Right. And it, the unders really hit this week. I thought all over yeah. the NFL. So <laughs> not to mention a three to zero game. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. What is it? 1945. Anyway, or the 2007 bills browns right in a in a in a clean weather game too in a dome. Not, it was in a dome. not like not like the pittsburgh miami mud bowl on you know whatever it is monday night football that happened you know 10 15 years ago but anyway sorry we'll be back uh on friday like i said and uh, until then go bills go bills <laughs> <laughs>